When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show was taped at first light on the fifth day, at dawn after you all look to the east. The following is a presentation of That There Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show that's only $49.99 a month if you bundled it with depression. It's Saturday Night Napsal. Hey, Saturday Nighters, we put together the type of show that you're never going to forget until you're done listening to it. But before then, I'm proud to welcome a new sponsor to the program. Hewlett Pecker has a brand new printer on the market, and they don't just want you to know about it, they want you to try it. In fact, full legal disclosure to keep the FBI and FCC from coming after me, HP, that's Hewlett Pecker, sent me one of their brand new printers, the HP DeskMess 4200, and I've been using it myself for days. Let me tell you about it. The Hewlett Pecker DeskMess 4200 is an all-in-one printer designed with your home business in mind, or at least the home business you'd be able to run if this printer worked right every time. The HP DeskMess 4200 is a USB-compatible printer, assuming you have the right USB adapter for the laptop you can't afford to update. Once you plug it in, all you have to do to get it to work right is to pray to whatever God you believe in and some that you're not afraid to try under duress. There's an easy pop-up window that will take you through the setup process real easily if you went to some sort of computer programming trade school. Just keep clicking your way through the setup wizard until it starts working and you're not sure why. And don't worry, the next time you fire up the HP DeskMess 4200, you'll have to figure out another way to get it to work right. But once it's working, you'll be amazed at the quality of the prints you'll make. This includes photos. The quality is crisp and clear, and you'll enjoy it for at least two or three prints before the ink starts running out. You can connect the HP DeskMess 4200 to your home Wi-Fi network as well, as long as you don't mind pressing one button seven times to get the one letter or number that you want to type in. And if you mess up and type in the wrong password, don't worry. It just takes 18 minutes for you to go back and try again. And did someone just ask you to scan and send them a document like it was 2002? Don't worry. The DeskMess is here to help you decide that you need anger management therapy. And unlike the previous DeskMess model, the 4200 is baseball bat and sledgehammer resistant. Always a plus. So let's get you one. Thanks to Hewlett Packer, you can get the DeskMess 4200 delivered straight to your door. And with the promo code CRUNCHTHATPRINTER10, that's crunch with a K, you'll get 10% off the $400 purchase price. That's right. Act now and get the printer of your dreams, if your dreams include screaming at electronic devices. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome to Saturday Night Knapsack episode 34. And before we really, really, really begin, I do want to take a moment, a sincere moment, to thank all of you who were listening to the live afternoons on Thursday or the show on Friday this week. And let us highlight two Go- GoFundMes that are close to our heart. The first one is for Kevin Smets, the smasher from the Schmodown. He is trying to smash cancer, recently diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer. And Paul Preston of the Movie Guys organized a GoFundMe. We put our support behind that. And at the time of this recording, we're very close to reaching that goal. 
Kevin is in a um, good frame of mind, as best he can be for a hard road ahead. But helping to ease medical bill burdens is something that will lower stress, which will allow him to concentrate on the fight going forward. So we appreciate that. And also in the afternoons, we highlighted highlighted a, a GoFundMe that is uh, for a longtime listener, someone I've had the pleasure of meeting before in person, Langley Neely. And Langley has battled a lifetime of medical problems that, that many of us would probably just cave under the pressure of dealing with, and, and therefore that is uh, sometimes, at many points in his life, affected his way to earn a living. He uh, supports and works hard with his family to, to keep, keep everything afloat, and they recently hit on some hard times. And, and Langley asked for help via GoFundMe, which is very tough to do, and I'm uh, happy to announce that as of right now, out of, uh, as of this recording, we have reached that uh, small, humble goal. And uh, Langley has uh, been supported, but uh, he probably asked uh, for a little less than he needed. So the GoFundMe is still active. You can search out both of these on GoFundMe. You can go to the GoFundMe.com slash F slash Smash Cancer Help Kevin Smet. And if you want to search for the other one, uh, the URL is a little long here. So just search for Langley Neely. And help getting my car out of repossession is the GoFundMe. Uh, again, we we did reach that goal, but it uh, doesn't necessarily mean the journey is over. And we're very close to reaching the goal to help Kevin Smets. Just getting the word out and fully acknowledging that we are all not in a position to help financially. Uh, that is uh, certainly, I've been in the struggle. A lot of you have been in the struggle. And sometimes you are in the position, sometimes you aren't. But getting the word out uh, is is sometimes just as valuable because you don't know who it's going to reach. Uh, sometimes complete strangers are just moved by stories, and they'll help too. So thank you again for letting us feature that on the afternoons. Thank you for letting me talk about it here. No character, no nothing. No, well, Petey's listening. Just give me a nod, Petey. Thank you. Uh, but just uh, highlighting uh, the efforts to help good people. It's something close to my heart, Josh McCuga's heart. Mark Riley's hard and so many people that I know. That phrase, you know, hey, they're good people, means a lot to us. And uh, these are two good people. More GoFundMe help on the way, uh, highlighting those using, uh, my, I don't have, my name doesn't go far. My, my good name, my good reputation doesn't go far. But I'm going to use it as best I can to help individuals in need here. It means a lot to me, so thank you very much. All right, we are queued up. We've got a special guest calling into the show. Apologize for last week, Mark Hamill. We're going to try to get him on, get him on again. It didn't work out, uh, but we are going to go uh, right after this to a special caller here on Saturday Night Napsock. All right, today we've got a great guest calling in. Checking the notes. Uh, well, okay, actually, that's a lie. Uh, but anyway, we have a guest calling in right now to the show, and uh, she's going to be talking about something really important, uh, apparently. Uh, the, she is the president of the American Association of Grocery Store Shoppers, or AGS for short. Please welcome to the show Dee Dee Brubaker. Dee Dee, welcome to Saturday Night Napsock. Ken, oh my, this is an absolute thrill. I'm a big fan of SEN, and it's really surreal to be here. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. This is a, this is a different show. Maybe uh, maybe my dumb producer, Petey, failed to tell you this. This is Saturday Night Napsuck, S-N-N, not the uh, something uh, enter- entertainment uh, or whatever it is. Ruh-roh! <laughs> oops, yeah, okay, oops. Let's not, let's not do that again. <laughs> Yeah, that, that thing, that thing. Stop that. Stop that. 
Well, I guess I heard this, Peter Rung. I am so sorry. Yeah. Do you uh, do you want to go? Maybe uh, maybe try to get on that other show or something. I'll, I'll let you go. We can go. We can end this. Oh, could you uh, could you get me on that show? I yeah no I don't I don't talk to anyone over there. Uh, I ran into one of them at, at, at a grocery store recently. I, I kept running to the next aisle to avoid them though. So um, okay, so we'll get you on an, another time uh, on Saturday night. Napsock, sorry for the inconvenience. No 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 no. I'll stay. I already called in. You know I turned off Doctor Oz to call in. So I'm here and this is important. Damn. Excuse me. Ma'am, I said, ma'am, by all means, let's continue. So, uh, so what is AGS? It's the American Association of Grocery Shoppers. Yep. Nope. Yep. Uh, said that, said that, read that part. But what is this association? Like, what does it do? Does it meet somewhere? Uh, hopefully not too close to me. Uh, tell me about AGS. Well, uh, we believe that. that AGS. Do I have to, do I have to carry out the A? AGS. AGS. How, how do you do it? I just, I just say ags. Um, anyways, we believe that as, as Americans, we as a nation of grocery shoppers are created equal and endowed by the policies of every grocery store in the United States to certain indisputable rights, and we believe these truths to be self-evident. Okay, be honest. How many muskets do you own? You're making fun, sir. You're making fun. Uh, they, they, would, they would never do that over on SEN. We believe that grocery store shoppers are being denied inalienable rights, okay? The grocery stores of this nation, our nation, have turned against the common shopper. Okay, okay, look, before you go too far, let, let, let's cut to the chase, okay? Just just wear the f***ing mask. It's not hard. It, it's just about helping the person next to you. That- this isn't about masks, okay? I wear a mask in stores. I follow those rules, though it is crazy that I got fined for hosting a gender reveal party for my best friend. The guest list was not even over 70 people, okay? Anyway, we at AGS have formed a grocery shopper's bill of rights. Uh, something tells me something tells me you're going to want to share them. It's my purpose in life to read them, proclaim them, and defend them. Okay, how, how many managers have you demanded to see in your life? Just like a ballpark figure. 742? 842? I'm going to ignore that. But you heard it. We have the right to take up as much of the grocery aisle as oh, needed. she's reading it. Oh, there she goes. This, All right, excuse me, this could include positioning our shopping cart diagonally or perpendicularly to said aisle. This could also include other members of our shopping party fanning out in a wide pattern. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. So, so you're okay with clogging the aisle like, like one of my arteries? We have a right to create the shopping environment we want, Okay. That seems extreme. We have the right to let our children use the grocery stores as a personal playground, regardless of their activity volume, speed at which they run through the aisles, or how high they climb. Okay, that, that's, a, that's a bit much. Uh, we can't have kids scaling the food displays or something. You know, climbing like the corona light displays at the end of the aisles. We can't have that. Are you a parent, Ken? Are you a parent? I'm, I'm not even sure I've had sex right. Well, I have. Six times. Now, we have the right to turn our cart around suddenly in an effort to seek the items we want. And no matter what... Didi? We... Didi, h- how many of these do you have? I feel the listeners dropping off uh, with your every syllable. Uh, one, two, seven, eight, eight, 17 more. Nope, nope. All right, tell you what, pick one. Excuse me, sir? One. You get one more. What's, like, your favorite one? Uh... Come on, come on, pick one. You can do it. Imagine the world's ending, all right, Dee Dee? Imagine if you pick one, you get free frosted tips during your next permanent. 
Okay, okay, okay. We we have the right th- this one, this one. We have the right to use a self checkout station, even though it's ridiculous. No employees are there to check us out, and we shall not be held to the ludicrous twelve item limit. What is this? A third world country, or Detroit? Okay, there you go. Bing, bang, boom. You had your moment in the sun, and that's what you wanted to do with it. How, how does it feel? You feel proud? Pride beaming out of you? Is this how you feel when you yell at the coffee shop barista because she's got the temperature of your latte wrong, huh? Well, I asked for it extra hot. I bet you did. Okay, that was Dee Dee Brubaker of the American Association of Grocery Shoppers, or AGS for short. Thank you, Dee Dee, for reminding me to never leave the house again. I need to speak to your manager. There it is. You knew it was coming. There it is. Now, now, I need to speak to your manager. Give me your podcast boss right now. Absolutely. His name is Petey, transferring you over to him right now. And for everyone else, Saturday Night Napsog rolls on. And now it's time for a quick check of the weather here on SNN. I'm Rain McLeods, and this is your SNN Weather Report. Everything seems to be normal and fine now, but get ready to grab your jackets, put on your scarves, and run for your lives because things aren't looking good in the next two weeks. Strong winds are bringing in hordes and hordes of those murder hornets you all thought were some onion article your old co-worker kept posting on Facebook, but nope, they're real, and they have the wind at their back and conquest on their minds. Many are already here in the United States and have been spotted buying guns and ammo for the coming murder hornet war in places like Washington State and whatever states are near there. Also, there's a chance of showers there on Sunday. A quick check at the coastal cities shows that the tides are looking normal, but that's probably not going to be the case thanks to an asteroid barreling toward Earth. Scientists aren't 100% sure it's going to impact on our planet's surface, but they do suggest you buy a few extra granola bars at the gas station and head to the nearest prepper's bunker just in case. Also, bring a sweater because any asteroid that hits the Earth will probably bring with it a low cloud cover. Trying to find some good news for you here at the SNN Weather Desk, but there's a storm front brewing and it looks to be hitting these lands on November 3rd. Dark clouds and stormy skies are looming large in the distance, but here's to hoping some sunshine breaks through and the storm is a little less fierce than it looks. That said, try making friends with some of those murder hornets because you might need some firepower on your apocalypse squad. And don't forget to wear sunscreen. I'm Rain McClouds and that was your SNN Weather Report. in the studio and you better be dancing along at home our saturday morning is picking up and now we got a song by request at the email line at hofmradio at gmail.com this one is from robbie and his son the child they're going around the state going around the world as best they can virtually spread and love and joy to everyone they want you to know that that is the look of love and that's what we got right here for you robbie Here in Hall of Fame Music Radio, 107.5 FM, 1620 AM. Hey there, everybody. My name is John Mariano, and I'm from the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. I am here to let you know that we have a plethora of shows on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed, and whatever you do, do not tune in. You don't want to hear from Corey Morissette, Jeff Hillbilly, Scripps Saunders, Mark Aiden-Kamire, Thomas Rustling, or myself. All of our shows are 
hot garbage. They are structured stupidity and they are not worth your listen. So whatever you do, do not tune in to the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. We do not want any new fans at all. Back to you. Well, hello there. This is Lauren Romo, one of the co-hosts of the Gale Like the Podcast. We are two gals that just talk anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. Come join us for the Star Wars discussions. Stay for that silliness. You can find us on Apple Pod, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at The Galactic Pod. And as always, may that force be with you. From a distant fire, Sanford Townsend Band ride there. I'm Cat Napsock here with you. And to all listening here in Pennsylvania and around the world, you're in the middle of another great hour full of the songs that move you and groove you. And now we got one by request. This is from Tamor, listening via the TuneIn Radio app all the way out in New York. He's been working hard, big business projects. He is a mover and a shaker. And I said, Tamor, you have got to take the money and run. He said, hey, wait a minute. How'd you know I was going to request that? And I said, I'm the DJ. I always know. This one's for you, Taymor, here on Hall of Fame Music Radio. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsock. He once took a girl out to dinner at a fancy restaurant and then to a comedy show and found out the next day from a mutual friend that this was a date. Man, this guy is dumb. And now, on with the show. Wait a second, who let that true fact on there? That is... Yes, it's a 100% true fact. Alright? But I don't... I don't... I I thought she wanted to get into stand-up comedy. So I, I said, I'll take you to dinner and, and a comedy show. I didn't... I, you know, didn't know my friend was trying to set us up. What... Is a guy supposed to know everything? Is a guy supposed to know everything? It's hard out there. Jeez. The mid-2000s were rough. Alright? The rules, there were no rules. Oh, man. We were MySpace friends. I never, she didn't make the transition to Facebook. That's the way it goes. Can we play the next clip? God, embarrassing. I'm Doug Hickman, and this is your SNN Sports Report, brought to you by Box Score Heroes, the only baseball podcast that Ken Napsock started 10 years too late. Big day in college football as a lot of Division I players hit the fields just minutes after various incoming freshman students completed the class paper assignments needed for the football players to maintain NCAA eligibility. The freshmen received no compensation for the work, but when asked to comment, a spokesman for the group said school pride is worth more than cash. The group was reportedly watching the game from a very comfortable locked and secure school basement. Big night of mixed martial arts yesterday as UFC fighter Khabib Nurmagomedov defeated someone with an easier name to say in a successful defense of the UFC lightweight championship, one of 42 titles currently active in the UFC. 
Nurmagomedov or just Khabib, as he's normally referred to by the general youths, the audience that would probably otherwise attend a rally to keep him out of their community, announced his previously promised retirement and finishes his career with an impressive 29-0 record. It's an outstanding feat of physical prowess, discipline, and immeasurable hard work and commitment to himself, his goals, and his dreams, all things that will simply be boiled down to being badass as a requirement for being considered a strong man by the toxic males to watch these fights like they were rooting for the Lions against the Christians. And finally, the World Series rolls on with the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays continuing the epic matchup, another chapter in the legendary history of the Fall Classic. MLB officials are said to be thrilled that the ratings are now up to 17 people watching, the highest rated World Series since 2009. At the recording of this segment, the Dodgers are still a 4-1 favorite to win the World Series, though legally, I'm not allowed to place more sports bets unless I'm in pirate-controlled waters. I'm Doug Hickman, and that was your SNN Sports Report. Here we are. We gotta fix this chair. Look at it. That's it. You gotta fix that chair. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Dutch Allen here, and you got Go Picture here on Saturday Night Napsack, a special show for you where me, Hollywood producer, Dutch Allen, former Hollywood producer, I mean, I could still be in the game. You, you give me the right project, I'll, I'll get back in it there. It uh, doesn't matter, but I, you got Go Picture is me telling you a, a motion picture to watch during these lockdown times. So quite frankly, anytime uh, there. I know a lot of us though are locked down. You're locked away. You feel you've got to the got to the end of TV. You got the end of all your streaming services. You watched all the baking shows, the gardening shows, the ghost hunting shows. You've watched housewives fight with it, with each other, which, by the way, PD, I, I can uh, t uh, tell you, that's a, that's a real thing there. There was one time uh, when I was actually living in Beverly Hills in 1974 to 77 there. I was married. I think it was my third wife, fourth wife. That might be the problem that I don't remember, which is uh, probably why they were a former. But anyways, she was getting into a massive massive feud with uh, a lady who is uh, across the street. She was married to a very um, successful Hollywood uh, uh, plastic surgeon doc, so to speak. You know what I mean? Uh, used to make the make them look better. Uh, get under the hood and tune up the engine there. Uh, and he that made it sound sexual. I didn't mean to make that sexual, Petey. So you don't don't bleep that out or anything. Anyway, so, and they actually got into an actual fight. It was uh, Beverly Hills Housewives. Uh, fist fight would have been the name of the show, right in the right in the center of the of the street there. You know the one the the you take Beechwood Canyon and it turns yeah that one there. Uh, that's the one. Uh, they slugged it out. I would have if I had been running a camera. I could have sold it later as a fight picture. I used to tell you. Anyways, I don't watch those shows that do flashback uh, pain there. Uh, anyways, go picture is pretty simple. Let's get right to it there. I pick a movie. And I tell you to watch it. I tell you why why you should watch it there. So uh, here you go. I, I'm going with this picture from 1979. It's a musical road comedy. And I, I tell you what, there's not a, not enough musical road pictures out there, especially the comedy ones there. Maybe some dramas. I don't know if they'd be as fun. I know if a road picture would be as fun if it's uh, like a serious one. Though that's, you know, there was that one picture... What was it with Denzel Washington, who I just absolutely love? I, I, I did have lunch with Denzel 
once uh, in 89. He was coming off of glory, and we would try to try to put him in some pictures. It was towards the uh, twilight of some of my working days there. Me and I, me, me, and, uh, me and Denzel, uh, we met for lunch over at uh, uh, Franklin and um, uh, Musso and Frank's. Is that the one? Musso and Frank's. It's Franklin Company, though that's up on... No one listening cares. Uh, Musso and Franks, and we went there. We we had one of those uh, drinks, uh, famous for there, the martini thing, and uh, you know, and uh, it was a great, a great meeting. And I, at the end of it, I said, Denzel, I'd love to to work with you. Can I call you Zell? And he said, We're not going to be working together. That was the end of that. So, uh, anyways, uh, where was I going with that? Uh, we we were, um, oh yeah, he did that he did that road picture. It was a Book of Eli. Not a lot of music or comedy in that, right? Though, right? Yeah, so maybe that's a bad example. Anyway, this 1979 musical road comedy I'm suggesting for all of you to watch here is The Muppet Movie. That's right. Those little felt little puppets uh, with uh, people uh, with their hands up there talking, uh, making them talk and everything there, making them sing. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. There, I said it. I just love it. The Jim Henson uh, kid, rest in peace. Uh, that was tragic. Um, he just he just made magic, and I believed in it right from the start there. I used to go down, when I'd, I'd swing through New York there, and I'd go down to some of the public broadcasting studios uh, nearby there just to see what's going on there. Uh, when you don't have to uh, be a you know just uh, a slave to advertising, you can just kind of do things for the good of the people there. And they used to put on that show, Sesame uh, Street, Sesame Sesame Sesame. I I love Sesame Chicken, so you think I'd get that right? Sesame Street, and I was mesmerized by it there. That one with the, the, the that uh, character that was a bird that was large, large bird. Uh, it would, I just loved it and loved the magic. I, I would get a tear in my eye. It would take me back to my youth, uh, and I just loved it. So, so when I heard that uh, Jimmy Henson was putting together this picture, I, I wanted on board there. It was uh, distributed by the Associated Film Distribution Company. Uh, it was uh, put out by uh, Henson Associates there, but I, I, they needed. I felt they needed a big studio behind it. But they were doing a lot of shooting, a lot of work over there in uh, the UK. Uh, so. Um, you know, I uh, I didn't I didn't get over to the UK a lot in the late seventies there. Uh, it just it was I wasn't sure what's going on there. Uh, London, the punk scene. I was I was scared of a lot of what I was seeing over there in the punk scene, uh, the Clash and all that. Kind. And I love disco, and I used to go to Studio Fifty Four. And I wasn't sure there was that kid coming up, Sid Vicious, uh, Johnny Rotten. I, I didn't want to get any fights with any bottles with them. I, I didn't travel the UK to the UK a lot in the seventies until. Um, until Johnny Rotten formed uh, the Public Image Company, which now, now Rotten's, uh, you know, he's uh, very tamed down and still an idiot to me. But uh, so uh, I, I, I just wanted to get involved. I ended up consulting a little bit on this picture. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't get listed. I took a non-credit for it there because not that I'm a hero, just because I, I just want to see it made. And I loved all the uh, characters there. You had, uh, you had Kermie, uh, Piggy, uh, you had uh, Gonzaria, and uh, Grover, right? No, he was he was on the Sesame Street day. He didn't move up. But Lodge Bird was there. And I just, uh, singing and dancing, and they have that great song there, Rainbow Connection. Uh, and I love rainbows. A lot of people don't know that about Dutch. It rains, I go outside, look for a rainbow, and I dream. And I stand by that, all right? So, anyways, uh, there was a lot of guest uh, stars in this here. Uh, you had, uh, you know, Charles Durning uh, was doing a, a turn there, and he was great. You know, you know Mel Brooks... Uh, Mel, Mel and I, uh, we, Mel and I love each other, but at times we didn't get along. Um, his comedy sometimes rubbed me wrong, and I think, um, I think his film, the producers, uh, uh, his play, film, what is it? Whatever is it, a book? I, I think some of that was done to make fun of me in my early days, especially when I was working on Broadway. But that's a different conversation. 
Milton Berle was there. And I'll tell you something. Everything you hear about Milton Berle is true. It is that big. Dom DeLuise, you know, Dommy, Dommy and I uh, and Burt Reynolds used to have great times around this era. So this is, I, I told, I was the one that told DeLuise to get involved. He was like, what do you, what, you want me to go hang out with puppets? I said, they're not puppets, they're Muppets. He said, what's the difference? And I said, the day rate. Uh, and he said, whatever. But he had a lot of fun there. Elliot Gould was there, Bob Hope, Cloris Leachman, uh, Stevie Martin, who was uh, playing the banjo at the time, doing his little stand-up comedy skits. And uh, uh, But he had a picture coming out with the, uh, now the late great Carl Reiner. And that's, I got along with Reiner there. He was lifelong buddies with Mel Brooks. I, he tried to broke a, a, a piece between us there in the 80s, but it... Uh, didn't quite work out till, till a little bit later on, but uh, I, oh, because I loved uh, I loved his Robin Hood uh, parody picture. I didn't like the Spaceballs one, the one the Star War. Uh, I I didn't like it, but the one that was uh, men men with tights or whatever it was there. I, I liked that one too. Yeah, Amy Ashbeck was in that. And she I thought she could have been a big star. Uh, and so it should have been, it still could be, but I'd put it in a picture right now. Uh, so Stevie Martin was, uh, he was coming out with the jerk and he would be doing his comedy skits and I thought that was great there. He's in that Richard Pryor, who was uh, fantastic. Uh, I, uh, I did hang out with Richard a little bit, uh, at the comedy store in the seventies, but he was a, uh, I couldn't keep up and he didn't want me to. So that was the thing that Telly Savalas, Orson Welles and the great Paul Williams, who's a great singer songwriter, not dead. A lot of people think he's dead. Uh, he's not. There's actually a documentary that came out a few years ago that I think is called Paul Williams is Not Dead or something like that. And you should look it up. Uh, he was a great singer. He had, uh, you know, he had definitely a 70s haircut now. You couldn't recognize him now, but he was a great star back then. Uh, but Telly Savalas and Orson Welles appeared in this picture. I mean, it was simply because of me. I'll tell you what. They didn't want to appear in the Muppet picture. They same thing. They were puppets, Muppets. With it, we don't give a damn. You know, Orson Welles. Uh, you know, this is this was. Uh, you know, we didn't know it was toward the ends of, uh, you know, ends of his life. There, he, you know, less than a decade left there. No, who's counting there? And I loved uh, George Orson Welles, man. Georgie, as I used to call him, used to hate that. Uh, but uh, we used to hang out all the time, and and he was uh, he was looking to still do some projects. And I said, you, I said, Georgie. He said, Orson. I said, Georgie, you've got to go check on this uh, picture that Jimmy Henson's putting together with the Lodge Bird and Kermie and Gonzaria and all those things. Uh, and he could just go have some fun in there. And he, he just said, I, I'm, uh, I'm definitely too old to have fun. If they'll pay me, I'll try. And I said, we'll pay you. We'll get, we'll get you in there. And Telly Savalas was in the restaurant too at the same time. This was a, this was a restaurant there in Studio City. It was, it was uh, low key. We were south of the boulevard though. Uh, believe you me, I always try to stay south of the boulevard. And uh, Telly Savalas was there, you know, Kojak himself. And we weren't close friends, but he turned around. He says, Dutch Allen, Kojak here. I said, your name's Telly. You're not your character. He said, what? Kojak's here. Um, you you talking to Orson Welles about this, uh, this Muppet picture. I got an offer to to appear in it. What is it? What am I talking about? And I explained to Telly Savalas what it was. I said, imagine... If you were in a world where a bunch of pieces of felt were talking and singing to you and they were giving you life lessons and kids were learning and uh, you were going to, it's going to be part of a positive legacy that you can leave behind. And he said, this sounds like every drug I took with Dennis Harper in 69. I said, same, same. And uh, he said, okay, I'll give it a try. 
Orson Welles was not convinced until I slid a cashier's check across from him about two weeks later. Uh, no one really knows about that. I, I told Jimmy Henson and all his team, I said, don't mention it. Don't mention it. It's my gift to you. Uh, quite frankly, because um, Orson Welles is a gift to all of us there. So he showed up there. A great picture. A lot of songs there. You should definitely check it out. I was never a big fan of Fozzie Bear, though. I don't like comics. I don't like hack comics. And Fozzie Bear definitely won. I actually begged for them to cut him out of the picture. But uh, they said he was key there. And, uh, you know, there's a... But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the Muppet I, I think I like the most. A lot of people don't uh, give a lot of credit to. He's uh, Rolf the dog. He's a great piano player. I've been around a lot of piano players. I would have that dog play piano at any club I was at. Uh, so, anyway. So, I found out later, though, that it wasn't really him. It was uh, other people controlling his hands. Uh, who knew? Who knew? All right. So, there you go. From 1979, I want you to watch the Muppet movie. Do it for your old friend, Dutch Allen. Here, you've got Go Picture, kids. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to stay on schedule. Number three. Keep a paper or digital calendar that you'll forget to look at an hour after you convince yourself that this will solve everything. Number two. Become a wizard so you can always arrive exactly when you mean to. Number one. And the best way to stay on schedule. <laughs> you can't. Clink, clink. And that's the list. I'm Nolan Guthrie from Mysteries in the Unexplained, reminding you to vote in this upcoming election. This will be the election that determines who will be in charge of us when the aliens finally decide to invade. Our friend Nolan Guthrie is right. Don't forget to vote in this upcoming election. It is one of the most important elections of all time. I think all of them are important, but because we... Really didn't take all of them that seriously until recently. We are in some of the spots we're in. So get out there and vote. Make a plan like they say. Uh, I have already voted. Cast my vote via the vote by mail. Vote early. Drop an envelope in a box. You hope you can trust type of scenario. But for me, I have always voted by mail. It's It's been about 10, 15 years. Once I found out you could do it, uh, as I've said before, and I'll say again, it was uh, laziness, really, that was a driving force. Not just a love of democracy, laziness. And sometimes you got to go with what you got, as long as it gets you to the finish line. Uh, so I'm there. I know it's going to be tense. We'll probably have some stuff on uh, Saturday night, Napsock next week, about how to uh, survive this vote. There's a lot of tensions, and who knows uh, when we wake up on November 4th, if we'll even know that this counted, or uh, if we're going to have to form up a, a militia to get a uh, emperor out from a, uh, a bunker. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I am hoping for the best, and I think that's sometimes all we can do. So, absolutely. You all should get out there and vote. That is the best way to express your voice. And look, I, I, I'm normally a very cynical person. To be honest, I probably wouldn't like 80% of you listening. And you probably, if you met me and you hung out at a Chili's bar with me, you wouldn't like me either. 
But I am not cynical about uh, this time around, about uh, putting the I Voted sticker pictures up on your Instagram pages or your Tok Toks and your Tick Ticks and what, what you got to do. I think uh, I think that's going to inspire someone who, uh, you know, isn't feeling right or confused or stressed about voting. And uh, there you go. Oh, hey, that person's doing it. I'm going to do it. I grew up in an era where there was like 10% of voter turnout. Like, you know, like you remember 1992 MTV Rock the Vote, Tabitha Sword and Kurt Loder getting us all excited to vote. I, I, I couldn't quite vote in that one yet. Uh, uh, but, but then the, the numbers come out and like, you know, 13% of, of America turned out. We can't have that anymore. So if uh, I voted sticker could take the place of your food photo or your inspirational bikini photo, uh, that's great. Um I'm, I can't wait to get back to posting inspirational bikini posters uh, or po- pictures, posters. I wish I had a Ken Napsuck inspirational bikini poster. I'm keeping that mistake in. We're good with it. All right. So that is it for this week on Saturday Night Napsuck. I want to thank all of you for being such good, good supporters and good friends to us here at the network. We all appreciate it. All the hosts and contributors to this show. I want to uh, especially shout out my executive producer supporters on Patreon. Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovendale, Ty Schellenberger, Chad Benningfield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Bergen, Old Handsaw, Zach Taylor, Ranger Donald, and Fair Smooth Donna. Thank you all for your support. Thank you to all that support here on Patreon.com slash It really, really means a lot. Special thanks to a Patreon supporter Hillbilly Scribs of the Feeding the Monster podcast for the Morning Drive Media Station identification this week. If you want to uh, add uh, your name to that list with a pre-roll or a station identification, head over to the Patreon page and uh, sign up for the appropriate tier. Or if you already are on those tiers, uh, remind yourself, get a recording into me. I love sharing them here on the show. Thanks to Kyle Harlow for writing contributions for the Shopper Bill of Rights bit. Saturday Night Napsock is now on Jemmy. And uh, here's a new thing. If you want to support the show, but hey, maybe Patreon's not your thing. I understand. Maybe, maybe the long-term commitment is an issue. I understand that too. Head over to this new thing, jemmy.app, app, A-P-P, jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsock. That's J-E-M-I dot app slash Saturday Night Napsock. I'm one of the uh, creators trying out something new. It's in beta. It is a way to support the show on a more of a, you know, individual, one-time kind of basis. Big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for his help with the radio clips. Check out Sean's Tee Public shop at tpublic.com slash user slash Sean. Listen to me on that radio station, Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle and Huntington, Pennsylvania, and anywhere through their website at hufmradio.com every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. Visit KenAppsock.com for more information and follow me on Twitter at KenAppsock or us at MDrive Media. And finally, as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsock.